tell you one thing about the offseason to come. It sure won't be boring. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. What an offseason this football franchise has ahead. Unlike anything we've seen, you know, I keep wanting to say since the Ben Roethlisberger draft, whatever, but even then, we didn't see that coming. Do you know what I'm saying? For those of you who go back, you'll recall Tommy Maddox was the starter. But for the most part, it was a pretty set football team with a lot of really, really good players. That's not to say this one doesn't have that. But it is to say that there's a greater amount of needs with this one. And everyone, everywhere, knows that this team is seeking its future franchise quarterback. Art Rooney himself made that clear in some TV interviews that he did over the past week, where he underscored that the player they're looking for at their most important position isn't a stopgap, isn't someone who, you know, can just kind of drift through until they run into Mr. Right. They want to make that effort now. Now, of course, they say all that in the context of allowing for the possibility that Mason Rudolph and or Dwayne Haskins could be that player but it's still part of the process. It's part of the search. It's part of this bigger picture of this extraordinary off-season to come. And for me, I'm sorry, but I think that's kind of fun. You know, when's the last time we looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers in any kind of unsettled way, up to and including the possibility that they'd have to undergo an actual or at least partial rebuild. They haven't had a losing season since the year before Ben arrived. They haven't finished last in their division, regardless of what the division was, since 1988. Did you know that? And there can be some fun in this process. I don't believe that Steelers Nation will treat it as such, but I believe that it can be something that you can look forward to. You can watch younger players grow and mature on your watch right at the NFL level in actual games on actual Sunday afternoons and find some fun in that. Look at it this way. There's nobody, there's nobody who expects this football team to contend in 2022. We've already seen the Las Vegas oddsmakers rate them as the eighth worst team in the NFL, projection-wise, of course. And I think it's fair to have reasonable doubt that no matter how brilliantly Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, and the new GM at some point will maneuver through this offseason, that they can address even half 
of the issues, the holes that they have to fill. So why not, for once, for the first time in nearly 20 years, look at this operation as something other than what's going to happen right in front of you that weekend. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Look at it this way. The NFL Scouting Combine opens in a couple days in Indianapolis. And the attention, I think, that Pittsburghers will place on this event will be at an all-time high, just like it was for the Senior Bowl, which a lot of fans hadn't even known was a thing until this year. And I'm talking about casual fans, of course, not diehards. People will be talking about this quarterback or that quarterback, even offensive linemen, inside linebackers, wide receivers. The Steelers' list of needs is significant. But that, that alone only heightens the focus on something like the combine. Was anybody ever talking about quarterbacks' hand sizes? Again, in terms of just casual water cooler discussion until this year. It's fun. It's fun. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit uncomfortable. But it's fun. And you know what's even more fun in this kind of setting? Winning. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, think about it. Look at the defensive side of the football for this team. Look at who's along that front with T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, Tyson Lualu will be back. Minka Fitzpatrick will be signed to a long-term deal. I do think you're going to see Terrell Edmonds brought back. At least I hope so. I do think you're going to see a decent set of corners with Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon. It might not be a great defense because you'll notice that I skipped right over the entire inside linebacker position. But go out and get one of those and improve Devin Bush back to his rookie form. And that's a defense in general that could do some things, that could win some games. There's obviously a lot less hope on the offensive side, but there is still, you know, that first round running back that just made it to the Pro Bowl. If this offensive line can get to the point where it can at least run block, now you're opening up more options for the new quarterback, presumably Mason. You're putting him into an offense that, candidly, he hasn't had. You're putting him into his first real Mason Rudolph-based offense and giving him his first real chance to be an NFL starter. All I'm saying here, look, I I get where the team is going to be in 2022. I don't have high expectations. I don't believe that most people do. 
So instead of looking at it from the standpoint of, wow, this is just the end of the world, this is so miserable, why not try instead to look at it from the prism of, hey, if they correct some things, notably the offensive line and inside linebacker, and they get better and they take a step forward with a younger team, then think about how good it could be the year after that. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated Super Lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The Super Lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Corey Kennard, who asks, DK, do you think that Devin Bush even loves football? This dude says he doesn't watch tape or know who the opponent is until Wednesday. I'm a fan on the couch and I study the schedule and watch tape on the next opponent starting Mondays. Something isn't right with that guy. You know, Corey, I agree with that last statement. Something isn't right with Bush. We saw glimpses of that on social media, you'll recall, last summer, where he was just getting really, really strange in terms of his behavior with his Twitter followers in particular. And something definitely isn't right with him in the football sense. We saw... All of us saw these odd lapses that he'd have where he'd look like he'd just fall asleep off the snap, just freezing in time, even once play had begun. And never mind the passivity when it comes to tackling, which is kind of high on the list of priorities at the inside linebacker position. But I've got two other things to say to your cue here. And the first of them is that all players are told by their head coach after a Sunday game or even a Monday night game to stay on it, to not turn the page just yet. Don't look ahead immediately. Don't start thinking about whoever the next opponent is. Wednesday in Steelers land, and with most NFL teams, is the day. I mean, they even refer to it as day one of the work week in terms of preparing for the Ravens or the Bengals or whoever it is that's coming up. So whatever it is that you heard or read from Bush there, and I never heard or read that remark, I hope you trust me that it's something that Every player on the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, practices because it is at the head coach's insistence. The second thing is, 
dude, he's young. Okay. I know I'm tough on Bush, but I also know that I've had, just speaking for myself here, really good experiences with the kid. I have never seen in any way, shape, or form this nutty version. He's been the most admirable, polite, upstanding young man in my dealings with him. And to take that further to something that's a lot more important, we all saw him as a rookie. Let's not erase that. Nobody was looking at Bush's performance as a first-year player and saying, does he love football? Is he a little bit goofy? None of us were. Not one person. Now, could something have changed in the interim beyond the knee injury? Could the knee injury have really thrown him out of whack, made him question some stuff? This happens to people. Is Bush worth another chance? Well, yes and no. He is from the standpoint of throwing out all other factors. He isn't, as I mentioned on a show last week, when it comes to paying him $11 million on a fifth-year option. They're going to have to figure out something, the team, the player, the agent, because that's not going to fly. But if he wants to stay in Pittsburgh and if they want to give him another chance, there's likely a deal to be worked out. If and when that happens, I can promise you, I'm not going to bury the kid. I'm going to keep an open mind, although not exactly a clear slate. He did a lot of bad things in 2021, and it's going to be incumbent on him more than anybody else, including Brian Flores, who I keep you know, getting this impression uh, from people that they're expecting him to be able to wave some magic wand uh, and, and just fix everything that's wrong with Bush. It's going to be up to Bush. It's going to be up to Bush. And here's hoping it does happen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.